0: Church, let me invite you to look with me again at our text for today, Psalm 122. And church, what a joy it is to gather in one place this morning. How good it is to see you and to hear you sing, to stand together and to open the scriptures with you in the same room. Once again, it's been a quite uh, a while since we have done so. We know that a number are still unable to gather with us. And so uh, there are some who are uh, at home and who will be watching and participating with us. And so if that is you, we want to say welcome. Uh, Thank you for worshiping with us. Thank you for participating with us. And we miss you. Uh, You are loved. You are cherished. You are valuable. Uh, here at Meadowbrook Baptist Church, and we look forward to the day that it is safe, prudent, and wise for you to gather with us in this place once again. But we have been anticipating this day for quite a while. I know I have. On March the 13th, when we made the decision to cancel Sunday gatherings, we had no idea, I had no idea, that we would be separate for for 12 weeks. Uh, Twelve Sundays at home. Now I hope that you're excited to be here to be in this place this morning for here we are assembled in one room young and old an intergenerational body of believers coming together for one purpose and that purpose is to glorify the name of Jesus Christ and I want uh, us to think of today this day June the 7th 2020 as a special day uh, in the life of God's people no doubt there are some uh, churches some gatherings that have not yet been able to resume uh, gathering for worship and others that have already done so but for us today is the day today is a special day to celebrate uh, our common faith and commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ this is a day of rejoicing so friends let's rejoice in the opportunity to gather for worship let's rejoice today we have reason to rejoice today even though today looks different it feels different than it ever has before for us today is a day for God's people to rejoice in this place I can't see your smiles uh, this morning sometimes eyes are telling uh, other times maybe uh, not so much it'd be good to see some squinty eyes on occasion today but can't you see the smile on King David's face as he sings I rejoiced with those who said to me. Let's go to the house of the Lord. You may notice in your Bibles that this psalm is labeled a song of ascent. In fact, the surrounding Psalms in God's Word, Psalm 120 all the way through 134, are all labeled a song of ascent, which means that they were used, they were sung as Israelite pilgrims journeyed up the mountain to the temple in Jerusalem for one of three annual festivals. In fact, I think we have a picture to put on the screen of the steps leading up to the temple mount in Jerusalem. It was an ascent. And so these songs were used as The Israelites prepared to go to the temple and to worship the Lord together at one of three annual festivals. One of those festivals festivals, uh, was the festival of unleavened bread, also known as Passover. Another was the festival of weeks, also known as Pentecost. Uh, Another was the festival of tabernacles or booths, which was a time of remembering God's protection, His provision of His people after He delivered them from slavery in Egypt. And in the agrarian environment of ancient Israel, farmers would labor. They would work hard night and day to gather in the harvest. Anybody grow up on a farm or been around a farm or ever participate in some sort of harvest? Uh, no doubt, I imagine quite a few of you at some point or another. Well, for them, prior to Pentecost, it would be the spring grain harvest of, of barley and wheat. Prior to the festival of tabernacles, it would be the fall harvest of grapes and other summer fruits. And on both occasions, Israelites would work long and hard to bring in the harvest, and then they would set out on their journey. They would travel to Jerusalem to give thanks to the Lord of the harvest. And so when the work was complete, when the work was done, you can imagine the excitement when family and friends said, It's time to go. Let's go. Let's pack up and, and go to Jerusalem. Let's go to the house of the Lord. And off they would go. And after a long journey for some, they, they would arrive. And when we get to verse 2 in this text, the scene is they have arrived. You can picture the anticipation and excitement upon actually arriving in Jerusalem. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. In other words, we're here. We've made it. Our feet are actually standing here. I don't know about you, but I sort of feel like that this morning. After about three months of separation, we are finally here. We're finally gathering. We're finally singing in the same room. And so there they were at the city gate, perhaps in the courtyard, ready to go in and to worship their God to worship the Lord, gathered with God's people to praise His name. And you know, we may be relatively few in number gathered at this time, in this place, this morning, as we continue to practice social distancing in our corporate worship gatherings. But here we are, gathered with God's people to praise His name. Friends, that's why we're here. We are here with anticipation and celebration and expectation, giving God thanks, offering up praise, and vowing in just a little while to go out from this place in His name. So church, this is a day to remember. It's a day to celebrate. This is an occasion for rejoicing. Let's rejoice in the opportunity to gather for worship today. See, like the Israelite festivals, this too is a time for worship. It's a time of commemorating and celebrating what God has done. So how do we do that? How should we do that? How can we do that? How do we celebrate? How do we remember? How should we respond to God's provision of life and life for us in Jesus? Well, like these ancient pilgrims, let's gather eagerly to praise the name of the Lord. Let's gather to praise the name of the Lord. This song continues in verse 3. Psalm 122, verse 3. The worship leader says, Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. This says that's where the tribes go up. The tribes of the Lord to praise The name of the Lord, according to the statute given to Israel, there stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. So the worshipers have arrived. They're looking around. They're looking at their surroundings. And the singer begins to describe the beauty of the city. It's a place of unity. It's a place of purpose. It's a place of justice and protection. It's a place where the Lord God Almighty dwells. This is God's city. The city that He chose to dwell in among His people. And now His people are here to worship Him. They're here to praise His name. That is to worship Him for who He is. That's what praising His name means. Praising Him in a way that's fitting with who He is and what He's done. They're there to declare His character and to recount what He has done. Friends, I want you to know, that is why we are here today. We have assembled in this place to declare who God is and to recount what He has done. We are here today to praise the name of the Lord, to praise Yahweh, the Lord God Almighty, who is the Lord we have now come to know as Jesus our Savior. He is the one who remembers His people Friends, He is the one who is both just and holy. He's the one who's eternal and righteous and true. He is the one who is gracious and compassionate, who is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love for us. Friends, we've we've gathered here to worship God in response to His ongoing provision and His obvious presence. We've come to praise Him for making us. We've come to hear what the author of life has to say to us. We've come to experience His presence among the worshiping community. We've come to thank Him for His protection during a pandemic. We've come to celebrate the Savior that God has sent to rescue us. And so, friends, we've come to lay our lives before Him once again, saying, Lord, I am Yours. You are worthy of my praise. You are worthy of my life. And I desire to follow you. Whatever that looks like. I'm yours. Take my mind. Take my mouth. Take my resources, my treasure, my money. Take my hands, my feet. Take all of me and use it, Lord, to glorify your name. To bring glory to your name right here in Birmingham, Alabama, and in Jerusalem, and to the ends of the earth. Friends, God is here this morning. He is here. The Lord God Almighty is in this place, and we are His, and we are here to celebrate His arrival among us and His presence within us. And because of what Christ Jesus has done, because of what the Messiah has done, we've been invited in. We've been invited to be part of the community. We've been invited to be part of the gathering, to be part of the pilgrimage, to be part of the family, and to be the temple of the Almighty God. That's how the Bible speaks of us, believers, followers of Jesus. The Bible addresses Gentile Christians in this way, saying, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, Ephesians chapter 2, but fellow citizens with God's people. And also members of his household. In other words, you're part of his family. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. With Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. The Bible says in him, in Christ, in Jesus. The whole building... Is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Bible is saying that we no longer go to the temple to worship. We no longer ascend the mountain, so to speak, to the temple of God. We are the temple. The Spirit of the living God resides in us and so when we come together in unity, when we come together in worship, the Spirit of the Lord is present permeating this place, not so much because of the place, but because of the people who have gathered in the place, because of you, because of me, because the Spirit of the living God dwells in us. And so, friends, we rejoice in the opportunity to gather for worship today. We gather eagerly to praise the name of our Lord. And when we gather in the name of Christ, our Savior, celebrating His provision and His presence and His redemption that comes through Jesus, we ought to be moved to pray, to cry out to Him. He calls us, He invites us to to bow before Him in prayer. We ought to be moved to pray like David, like the worshiping community, Again and again and again, we ought to be moved to pray and to pray specifically for the peace of Christ to permeate places on earth where His people gather to worship Him. That's what's going on in this psalm. Let's pray for peace among God's people on earth. Pray for peace among God's people on earth. The pilgrims have arrived at the place of worship. By the time we get to verse 6, They've come to Jerusalem, the city of God, and the song leader instructs them. Verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of this place. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God. I will seek your prosperity. And so here's the deal. They prayed for Jerusalem's peace. They prayed for its stability, protection against enemies. They prayed for its ongoing accessibility so that they could continue coming to the house of the Lord so the religious gatherings and celebrations could go on year after year, season after season, unhindered. And so what does it look like for us to hear this call? What does it look like for us to, to heed the instruction of the Psalmist here, the, the instruction of the Lord through the Psalmist here, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. What does that look like? Should we pray for Jerusalem's peace? Absolutely. We should pray for peace in the Middle East. We should pray for fighting over religion and resources and boundaries to cease and for the gospel to spread in that part of the world. We should pray that people would come to know and to follow Jesus. We should pray for peace in Jerusalem. But for us, I believe this is also a call for us to pray for peace right here. To pray for peace in Birmingham. Right here in the heart of the Bible Belt. In a city dotted with churches where Christians gather to worship, but a city like many across our nation today that is presently experiencing unrest in light of racial injustice and inequality, of violent protests and riots and divisive debate. A city that has been shaken up and shut down by a global pandemic. A city with, yes, a great number of believers, followers of Jesus, But friends, a city with an even greater number of unbelievers who need to hear about and respond to the grace of Jesus. So friends, let's pray for the peace of Birmingham. Let's pray for peace in Birmingham. This is where God has placed us. And as followers of Jesus, may we strive to shine the light of the gospel across this city in such a way that contributes to the kind of justice and mercy and unity that reflects the character of our God and the goal of His gospel. Let's pray. Let's pray for the coronavirus to dissipate so that churches can gather in large numbers here once again let's pray that we would have government leaders who honor and cherish and protect religious liberty so that believers can continue to experience the freedom to gather as god's people let's pray for unity and Birmingham churches that are navigating today and in the weeks ahead of navigating the challenges of regathering together for corporate worship, friends, let's be a people who pray for justice and peace across our city and nation in the wake of a pandemic and in light of protests over the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Arbery and others. Let's pray for the evil of racism to be squelched by the light of the gospel. Friends, let's pray for peace in other parts of the world as well where believers are persecuted and even martyred for faith in Jesus Christ. We stand alongside our sister Southern Baptist churches today and praying for the persecuted church around the world. So let's do just that. Let's pray that nations like Nigeria and Pakistan and India and Afghanistan and China and North Korea would soften their suppression of Christians. And that the gospel of Jesus would spread like wildfire in those lands. And as we pray for peace among God's people here on earth, as we continue to pray for peace in that way, let's pray for the return of the Prince of Peace. As followers of Jesus who've been saved by His grace, who've been reconciled to the Most High God, the One who made us, who've been brought near through the blood of Jesus. May we pray for the the return of our King whose second coming will bring an end to all earthly trouble, all sorrow and sickness, all disunity and despair and depression. Let's pray for the coming of our Savior King whose kingdom will be characterized by perfect peace, peace with God and peace with one another. And as is the picture here in Psalm 122, a kingdom that will be characterized by complete security. An abundant prosperity for believers of every nation, tribe, people, and language celebrating the perpetual opportunity to gather in God's presence with His people and to praise Him. Friends, what a glorious day that's going to be and what a glorious eternity that is going to be. I'm going to be there. Can I invite you to join me there? Friend, will you be there? Would you be there? Do you know the Lord Most High? Did you Do you know that you've been saved from your sin and the penalty of your sin because God has sent His Son to be your Savior? To take the penalty to pay the price to purchase you and me and whosoever will repent and trust in Him. If you don't know Christ as your Lord, let me urge you today to cry out to Him for salvation. To say, Lord, I have run from you. I'm a sinner. I've fallen short of your standard and I'm in need of your forgiveness. And I believe that you sent your son Jesus to save me. To go to the cross on my behalf so that his blood could, come, could cover my sin and I could know you and be right with you now and forever. Lord, I invite you to take over my life. I want to follow you. May that be a prayer for each of us. Certainly if you don't know Christ, cry out to Him for salvation today and may all of us cry out to Him for continued mercy and praise Him for the mercy that He has shown us through the cross. And so in just a moment as we, as we respond to the truths of God's Word, as we stand and sing, as we join the celebration of God's people now and forevermore, may the words of this song be the cry of our hearts may we lift our voice and song to him and may we lay our lives before him may we invite him to lead us and to be glorified in us and so father may it be so now lord as your people in this place sing your praises lord as we bow before you lord as we invite you to to lead us Father, as we long to know you more through Jesus, hear our praise now. Stir our hearts. Move us to know and to follow you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.